listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the verdict, that the light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come toward the light, so that his works might not be exposed. But whoever lives the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Um, It's really wonderful to see you all here. What an honor and privilege it is to be together in God's house, worshiping, huh? Sometimes I I feel maybe as priests, we don't acknowledge that enough. What a blessing to be here, huh? Um, We just had one of the most famous quotes from the Bible, right? How how many of us have seen the guy at the football game, John 3.16, right? And how many of us have heard those words, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son? Um, Boy, I tremble before these words. It is amazing. And there, there is such a profound truth that is being proclaimed here that I almost wonder if we didn't have the rest of the Bible, but we only had this passage, we would probably still be okay. I mean, what is being expressed here is so central. It's such at the heart of what it means to be a believer in Jesus, uh, a Christian, to be a Catholic. This is what it's all about, and it's amazing. And um, I wanna share with you a little story of the, the first time this passage really got me shaking in my boots, okay? So I kind of grew up in a funny way, not, not much of a church person. I, I didn't, wasn't baptized or go to church until I was like seven or eight, I remember. And I have so many funny memories of this strange Catholic church and the priest who, you know, seemed like he was nine feet tall to my little seven-year-old me. <laughs> and um, uh, anyway, so I could tell you more about that. But um, so growing up, we kind of went to church. There was no Catholic schools in our area, so I went to public school. And uh, we'd go to church on Sunday, and I definitely did not pay attention <laughs> as a young person. I could admit it now. And um, I had a kind of a, a negative idea about Christianity and Catholicism and the church and, and all of that, priests. And um, so anyways, the fact that I'm standing here as a priest is super ironic, okay? 
And um, I think that somewhere along the road, I had developed an idea, which I think a lot of people have, and it's the idea of God being somebody you should really be afraid of. I don't know if it was like that King Kong movie, you know, where they've got to sacrifice the, the young maiden to, to this like powerful being or, you know, like that theme comes out in a lot of old movies and mythologies and even in history, right? There have been different religions with this idea that somehow the deity is angry and we have to uh, do what we can do to get on his good side and maybe sacrifice people or, you know, whatever. It's the, the history of religion is very fascinating. <laughs> and um, for me, I think that the big moment is the Wizard of Oz. I remember seeing it as a little boy and you see the Dorothy and all of those guys finally come to the wizard and there's this projection of a massive face, right? And a booming voice. And remember the cowardly lion was just like shaking and they wanted to run away. They were so afraid. And um, I think that that scene captures something which on, on some level could be seen as kind of funny, but maybe on other, other levels, maybe not so funny. This idea that God is, is, is someone to be feared. I don't mean by like fear of the Lord, which is a gift, you know, to be in awe of God. I'm talking about fear, like um, he's gonna crush me like an ant beneath a boot, that kind of thing. A lot of people have told me, a lot of older people, have told me growing up Catholic that they had developed that idea about God. And so I, I can't tell you how many times I've been told that. So it's certainly there for some people. And in the midst of that, we have this passage. And I'll tell you, guys, this is such a deal breaker. It is such a deal breaker when you realize that actually God is head over heels in love with us. And Perfect love casts out all fear. And it's so amazing. He wants to forgive us our sins more than we want to be forgiven. How is that possible? This image of the divine mercy, which is over your tabernacle, you know, of the merciful Jesus. Oh, it's gone now. <laughs> it was there, okay. And, and I got thinking, you know, whether it be in mythology or in a movie or um, maybe in a novel, you, you have this kind of idea of people you know, on, the, on the, the search for God. And a lot of times that search brings you to this like mountain. And the mountain is kind of an uh, imposing image, right? This mountain. Somehow you get up on the higher the mountain, you're closer to God somehow in this image of, well, you, you have it in the story of like Moses in the Old Testament, right? Of like um, a fearful, like thunder and lightning and, and, um, and the, so there's that. And uh, as I was praying about that, I was thinking about how crazy God is. <laughs> forgive, forgive me if I'm not saying it as well as I should. He comes to us as a baby, a baby who is so weak, a baby who is so vulnerable, a baby who is, so I'm, I'm talking about Christmas right now, so non-intimidating. You know, a baby who is completely and totally dependent on others, a baby who cannot say anything, a baby who cannot feed himself or herself, a baby who cannot even raise their head. Why would God 
choose to come to us like that. Almost as if he's trying to reverse the roles. <laughs> you know, like the parent is almost like God to the baby, right? The baby is so dependent. And yet this is our God. This is Jesus, true God and true man. And he came to reveal to us that God is love and that God loves us and that God's attitude towards the world, God's attitude towards you is, is an attitude of love and acceptance and of a desire for a relationship, to know him, to have his presence in your life. And um, boy, that is such a game changer. That just changes everything. And, and I think that whole thing can be seen as a setup for what we mean by Christian joy. You know, if you, to your bones, are aware of the fact that God loves us so insanely, there is a joy that is so different from all the joys this world can give us. There is a joy. Even on a horrible day when you're suffering and carrying the cross, there is a joy that is possible. We know where we're going. We know who is waiting for us on the other side. That is amazing. This God who so loved the world that he gave his only son to save us. You know, sin is a struggle. I'm not playing that down. But the forgiveness that the Lord wants to give, that is power. That is power. Forgiveness of our sins. Not to condemn us. That would have been easy. You know, that would have been easy. But this God who comes to us to save us because he loves us. That is amazing. Brothers and sisters, let us pray during this Holy Mass for the grace to know this truth more deeply. Not just in the head, but in the heart. To know the reality of our loving Father. Of our loving Savior, Jesus. And of the gift of the Holy Spirit, the communion of love that uh, is at the very heart of reality. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.